Hi, I'm Steve Seabury. I'm a voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare you the way of the Lord. Speaking to you today from a little town in central Washington state. And uh, the title of this message or verse or episode is entitled The Benefits of the Sacrifice Life. And the way that I came up with this is that as a way of introduction, Cindy and I have been affiliated with a group in North Cyprus called the Near East University Christian Fellowship. We've known them since 2015. And uh, I've been mentoring the pastor for a long time and several times a month. And we're starting to have monthly meetings with uh, six pastors. So on Sunday, morning, this last Sunday morning, we met with them for three hours. And uh, they're wonderful young pastors doing an excellent job of discipling and raising up the next generation. Like I said, we've been affiliated with them for a long time and count them as being really good friends and dear brothers in the Lord, they and their families and children. So the Lord gave me this for them because they definitely are laying their lives down for the brethren, for the Africans in that university fellowship. So to begin with, I'll read a couple of scriptures, but before that, I'll give you the list of scriptures that you can look up. These are all from the Amplified Version. So it's uh, 1 John 3, 16 through 17. John 15, 13, Romans 12, 1, Ephesians 5, 2 and 25, Luke 9, 24, and Galatians 2, 20. These are the scriptural foundations of the message that I Lord gave me, the benefits of the sacrifice life. So we'll go to Romans 12, 2, sorry, it was Romans 12, one and two, but mainly two, Romans 12, two. Uh, so read Romans one and two. I appeal to you therefore, brethren, and beg of you in the view of all the mercies of God to make a decisive dedication of your bodies, presenting all your members and faculties as a living sacrifice, holy and devoted and well-pleasing to God, which is your reasonable and spiritual worship. So there is a term to live as a living sacrifice. Then it goes on, do not be conformed to this world, but renew your mind. So we'll go on from there to 1 John 3, 16 and 17. You'll just bear with me. First John three, sixteen and seventeen. But mainly verse sixteen. By this we come to know progressively to understand the essential love that he laid down his own life for us. 
and we ought to lay our lives down for those who are our brothers in him. If anyone has his world's goods and sees his brother and fellow believer in need, yet closes his heart of compassion against him, how can the love of God live in him? As I was reflecting on these scriptures, I came to the realization that the more we sacrifice, the more we love. Our love, we love, let me just say this, we love to the degree we sacrifice. We love to the degree we sacrifice. So then we'll go to Ephesians 5.25. Just uh, bear with me a moment. Ephesians 5.25. Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. Of course, the first verse, the 24, is quoted a lot in promoting submission, wives to submit to their husbands. But a lot of those teachings about husbands and wives, we leave out this one. Love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. So that means that we need to lay our lives down for our wives and serve them. So, for example, I have an office and I do a lot of studying, but I told Cindy she needs to interrupt me and needs something to interrupt me. So. I'm willing to interrupt my studies or my preparations for a message to help her. Or another way that I serve her is that she's a very neat housekeeper and I'm a little sloppy. And uh, sometimes I'll leave crumbs on the counter, but I have to realize that I need to sweep up those crumbs because she likes to have a neat and clean kitchen. So what this what these scriptures mean is that we have to put the put the brethren place the brethren ahead of us and our needs and wants and time and life. And um, I've got some examples. So Cindy has got a ministry of uh, heart recovery. And the reason that she does that is because she wants everybody to be healed so that they can serve the Lord in a more adequate fashion. And so people can enter into genuine de deliverance and healing. And in France, she's taught, well, not in France, but throughout many places in the world, she's taught 44 people to be heart recovery facilitators and also raised up women in France several women in France that are now not only doing the heart recovery, but training heart recovery facilitators. But my point is that this took, took many, many hours, you know, many hours to develop the material, many hours to study, many hours to prepare. Sometimes her heart recovery sessions three a week would take four hours. So we don't talk much about this, but she is willing for the sake of healing, emotional healing, to lay her life down 
for all these people in the nations who are now setting people free from uh, trauma and inner heart wounds and hurts. When we, <clears throat> we were really surprised in 2004, uh, not 2004, in 2000, when the Lord told us to go to Turkey to preach the gospel to Muslims. And we were actually quite comfortable in Northeast Washington. But when the Lord said go, we had to lay our lives down. And every time that we moved, when we moved to Turkey, when we moved to Cyprus, when we moved to France, when we moved back to the USA, it was for the sake of the gospel and the and the brethren building up the body of Christ. When I was in France in an emergency room situation, waiting for a colonoscopy in the uh, private hospital of Provence, the Lord spoke to me and said, I'm calling you back to the United States to help prepare the bride for a rising during the time of the storm. I didn't. To be honest with you, I didn't want to come back to America because we'd been gone so long and because our culture is no longer American. We're more leaning into Turkish and Kurdish and Armenian culture. But I did that. Why did I come back? I, I laid down what I wanted. I wanted to stay in France for the sake of the brethren. So the essence of the sacrifice life is that you lay your life down. You make people, the brethren and other people to be more important than you. So you give up your plans, your purposes, what you want to do to lay your life down for the brethren. And there's another scripture that God gave us when we moved to Turkey. We, our first granddaughter was born, who's now 20, Talitha. And I was at a conference and speaking at a conference in Yakima and I saw this man uh, bouncing a baby girl on his knee with his granddaughter and I thought, you know, I'll, I'll never be able to do that. So the Lord gave me the scripture, if you give up fathers and mothers and children and houses and lands for my sake, you'll receive a hundredfold mothers and fathers and children. And that's what happened to us. We we laid that down for 20 years and we've come, come back now and we look in the nations and we've got all these spiritual sons and daughters who are turning their nations upside down like my Nigerian friends or like my friend in Cyprus who's a healing evangelist pastor working in a full full-blown ministry in Turkey or reaching Turks, doing Bible studies for Turks. And then my friend in Armenia, who's got an outreach of hundreds of people. So that's what God gave us back. He gave, we gave up our grandchildren for graduations, anniversaries, births, received a hundredfold. So the same thing will happen for you if you lay your lives down for the brethren, you'll receive back from the Lord and have a, or receive a crown of righteousness, almost like a hundredfold increase. So 
Let's go to some of the other benefits. You become like him, you take on his divine nature. Because Jesus, the Lord Jesus, laid down his life when he was on the earth, and then he laid down his life on the cross that um, we might have salvation. He did that for the whole world, all of mankind. So he, he desires for us to be like him and laying his life down. We get to, and this is just not for pastors or leaders. I don't believe in a separation between clergy and laity. I believe that we're all called to be ministers in the giftings that God has given us. So we expand. The benefit is we become like him. We expand his eternal kingdom through uh, preaching the gospel, through discipling, through mentoring, for healing, for praying for healing, for physical and inner healing, for equipping the saints for the work of the ministry. And what we're doing is we're building for eternity. We're looking beyond the current moment to life here and now to the eternal kingdom in the new Jerusalem where we'll spend eternity. We're building for that eternal kingdom. We're building for our future in that eternal kingdom. When we lay our lives down as a sacrifice, we also receive the, the presence of God. In his presence is fullness of joy. The Holy Spirit speaking to us because we're in. And there's a scripture in James that says that the Holy Spirit yearns to be in fellowship with us. Yearns. Like when I first met Cindy, I yearned for her. I wanted to be with her. So the Holy Spirit is yearning to be with us. And we can hear his voice. And we have his blessing on us. We're, we're living in life in the, the abundance of his blessing when we lay our lives down for Jesus and the brethren. So I'm just encouraging you to study these scriptures and see how you can lay your life down for husbands, for your wives, and us for the brethren and for Jesus. So I just pray that, that, that you will receive a revelation and understanding of becoming a living sacrifice. I pray that in Jesus' name, God bless you. Amen.